December 6th, and this is the One Year Bible Tour Guide, a daily podcast where we take delight in God's Word, reading the Bible through aloud in its entirety with a balanced regimen from both the Old and New Testaments. My name is David McAdam, pastor and Bible teacher at New Life Community Church in Concord, Massachusetts, and each day as we read from the One Year Bible's reading plan, we customarily take in an overview from a lookout point in each passage, highlighting important landmarks so that you can see how it relates to the overall story. Today we are reading the love story of the prophet Hosea. This prophet learns how God feels when his love is not returned. Israel is God's covenant bride. He has betrothed her to himself in loving loyalty. Hosea learns the pain of unrequited love when he marries a wife who proves to be unfaithful but he is called to pursue her with relentless love while speaking the truth in love. Yesterday in our reading from Hosea, we learned of God's love towards Israel. He said in Hosea chapter 2 verse 19, I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in loving kindness and in compassion. The word translated loving kindness is a translation of a special Hebrew word found in 239 verses in the Old Testament, describing a covenant love, an unswerving love, a committed love of undying devotion. It is the word chesed, translated as loving-kindness, faithfulness, loyalty, deeds of devotion, and mercy. Hosea is God's last prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel, and is giving God's final warning before a judgment in which the ten tribes will disappear. We hear some of these hard words today, but they come from a long-suffering heart that is not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Yet because of their willful rebellion and unfaithfulness to their covenant with God, the righteous judgment for their unfaithfulness awaits. So today we will read chapters 4 and 5 from the prophet Hosea, beginning with chapter 4, verse 1. The Lord accuses Israel. Hear the word of the Lord, O children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, lying, murder, stealing, and committing adultery, They break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore the land mourns, and all who dwell in it languish. And also the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, and even the fish of the sea are taken away. Yet let no one contend, and let none accuse. For with you is my contention, O priest. You shall stumble by day. The prophet also shall stumble with you by night, and I will destroy your mother." My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. They feed on the sin of my people. They are greedy for their iniquity. And it shall be like people, like priest. I will punish them for their ways and repay them for their deeds. They shall eat, but not be satisfied. They shall play the whore, but not multiply, because they have forsaken the Lord to cherish whoredom, wine, and new wine, which take away the understanding. 
My people inquire of a piece of wood, and their walking staff gives them oracles. For a spirit of whoredom has led them astray, and they have left their God to play the whore. They sacrifice on the tops of the mountains and burn offerings on the hills, under oak, poplar, and terebinth, because their shade is good. Therefore your daughters play the whore, and your brides commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they play the whore, nor your brides when they commit adultery. For the men themselves go aside with prostitutes, and sacrifice with cult prostitutes, and a people without understanding shall come to ruin. Though you play the whore, O Israel, let not Judah become guilty. Enter not into Gilgal, nor go up to Beth-Aven, and swear not, as the Lord lives, like a stubborn heifer, Israel is stubborn. Can the Lord now feed them like a lamb in a broad pasture? Ephraim is joined to idols. Leave him alone. When their drink is gone, they give themselves to whoring. Their rulers dearly love shame. A wind has wrapped them in its wings, and they shall be ashamed because of their sacrifices. Chapter 5 Punishment Coming for Israel and Judah Hear this, O priests. Pay attention, O house of Israel. Give ear, O house of the king. For the judgment is for you. For you have been a snare at Mizpah, and a net spread upon Tabor. And the revolters have gone deep into slaughter, but I will discipline all of them. I know Ephraim, and Israel is not hidden from me. For now, O Ephraim, you have played the whore. Israel is defiled. Their deeds do not permit them to return to their God. For the spirit of whoredom is within them, and they know not the Lord. The pride of Israel testifies to his face. Israel and Ephraim shall stumble in his guilt. Judah also shall stumble with them. With their flocks and herds they shall go to seek the Lord, but they will not find him. He has withdrawn from them. They have dealt faithlessly with the Lord, for they have borne alien children." Now the new moon shall devour them with their fields. Blow the horn in Gibeah, the trumpet in Ramah. Sound the alarm at Beth-Aven. We follow you, O Benjamin. Ephraim shall become a desolation in the day of punishment. Among the tribes of Israel I make known what is sure. The princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark. Upon them I will pour out my wrath like water. Ephraim is oppressed, crushed in judgment, because he was determined to go after filth. But I am like a moth to Ephraim, and like dry rot to the house of Judah. When Ephraim saw his sickness, and Judah his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria, and sent to the great king. But he is not able to cure you, or heal your wound. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, and like a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear and go away." I will carry off, and no one shall rescue. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face, and in their distress earnestly seek me. And this is the end of our reading from the Old Testament from the prophet Hosea. Hosea chapter 4 begins with a new prophecy. Hosea announces that the Lord has filed a lawsuit against Israel, claiming that there is no faithfulness, no kindness, no knowledge of God in the land. There is corruption and violence everywhere. He bemoans the spiritual condition of Israel. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. The problem with the northern kingdom was not just that they lacked knowledge, but that they deliberately rejected what they knew. There is no use in pointing the finger and blaming others. They have brought these troubles upon themselves. The northern kingdom abandoned the worship prescribed by the Mosaic law and set up their own system of worship and their own priests in 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 25-33. through 33. Golden calves were worshipped at temples of their own design at Bethel and Dan. They turned aside from worshipping the true and living God at the temple of Jerusalem. Instead, they worshipped Baal and credited him with their history of being redeemed. Hosea rebukes the priest for exchanging their glory for something disgraceful. Rather than serving the Lord, they serve and rejoice in the lusts of the flesh. They feed on the sins of my people and relish their wickedness. Like people, like priests. The priests are not spiritual leaders. They adapt to the sins of the people. They accommodate the culture. But the Lord says he will punish both priests and the people. Because the priests are wicked, the people are too. Harlotry, wine, and new wine take away the understanding. Hosea chapter 4, verse 11. The Living Bible paraphrases this verse, Wine, women, and song have robbed my people of their brains. Thirty-seven times the northern kingdom of Israel is referred to as Ephraim, the name of their most prominent tribe. Ephraim is joined to idols in Hosea chapter 4, verse 17. The Lord promises they will suffer for it in Hosea chapter 4, verses 19 through chapter 5, verse 9. Hosea's mind turns to the southern kingdom of Judah. He warns Judah to have nothing to do with the northern kingdom. Though Israel plays the harlot, takes pagan oaths, and has stubbornly embraced idolatry, Judah is to let him alone. Judah must stand aloof from Israel, lest they become partakers of Israel's sins. Hosea describes the progressive nature of judgment in chapter 5 in prophetic imagery. First, the judgment starts with a moth and rottenness in verse 12. Then they become sick when they should be strong in verse 13. Then comes the judgment of calamity, suggested by the attacks of the lion and the young lion, ready to devour them as prey in verse 14. The final form of judgment is divine withdrawal in verse 15. Then I will go back to my place until they admit their guilt, in verse 15. The purpose of these judgments was to produce repentance and faith so that once again God's people might earnestly seek Him. Now let's move on to our next stop in today's Bible reading tour. We go to the New Testament, the second epistle of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. Second John, chapter 1. The Elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, 
but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to His commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves, so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Final Greetings Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. And this concludes our reading from today's portion from the New Testament and our reading of Second John. That is 2 John chapter 1. John's second epistle was written shortly after his first and is addressed to a chosen lady and her children. Is it to a specific family or is this John's code language for a church? Both second and third John have to do with hospitality. He commends the chosen lady and her children for knowing the truth, walking in the truth, and sharing the truth. In Second John chapter one verses one through four, he commends her children for the way they love one another. In verses five and six, however, no hospitality should be offered to the Gnostic teachers who denied the hypostatic union, the full humanity and deity of Jesus of Nazareth. In Second John chapter one verse ten, these are deceivers. In verse seven who serve the spirit of Antichrist and threaten the work of the gospel, in verse 8. It is not that Christians should be inhospitable to those who want to discuss the claims of Christ, but these false teachers intentionally deny the fundamental fact of the faith that the gospel is about Jesus. God came to us in the flesh, in Jesus. The second person of the Trinity took to himself a sinless human nature and was born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus of Nazareth lived a perfect life, fulfilling the law of God on behalf of those who would believe upon Him. He died a substitutionary death to fulfill the promise of a substitute, the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world, in John chapter 1, verse 29. This is a strong warning about the danger of false teachers and the need for the church to take necessary precaution. Those who claim to have higher or deeper knowledge yet deny the fundamental facts pertaining to the person and work of Jesus Christ are not to be entertained. John concludes his letter by expressing his desire to have joyous face-to-face fellowship with the true Christians to whom he is writing. Though I have many things to write to you, I do not want to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face-to-face so that your joy may be made full. 2 John chapter 1, verse 12. Our next stop in our Bible reading tour is the book of Psalms, Psalm 125, verses 1-5. through The Lord surrounds His people, a song of ascents. Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, 
so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. This concludes our reading from the psalm. The gospel offers the believer rock-solid security. Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. Psalm 125, verse 1. Mount Zion is not going anywhere. Its presence abides throughout the generations. It is immovable. So is the believer, whose faith is anchored to the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ. We need to keep our eternal perspective and remember that the kingdom of this world will one day come to an end. This can keep us out of trouble in verse 3. Now for our final stop in our Bible reading tour today, we go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 29, verses 9 through 11. If a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs, and there is no quiet. Bloodthirsty men hate one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. To speak wisdom and act wisely will not necessarily make you popular. Such behavior begs resistance from an unbelieving world subject to the prince of the power of the air. Godly wisdom is often met with rage or ridicule, hatred and violence. May such resistance never quench our love for the lost. May we exhibit the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. It is not wise to habitually vent your anger. Let God's love and wisdom remind you to hold your tongue. Now let's pray in the light of what we have just read. O faithful God, your love is amazing. Thank you, Father, for the great rescue provided through your eternal love and counsel, the perfect obedience of your Son, and the faithful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Turn us from any idolatries that creep into our hearts. Cause us to renounce and abandon them through the convicting power of your word, the sword of truth in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Slay every breathing sin and bring the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ to full expression in us. And in his name we ask it. Amen. It has been a joy to be with you today and to be reading through the scriptures. If you subscribe to the written copy of our daily commentary, you'll note that today we are praying for the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe to our written daily email by going to our website, newlife.org. And you can always write us and give your comments and your questions and your prayer requests by writing podcast at newlife.org and we'll do our best to keep in touch with you. So until next time, shalom. May peace be upon Israel. May peace be upon God's church. May peace be upon you.